Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Too bad parents. Really bad <laughs> Too parents. Too bad parents. Hi, everybody. I need you. I need you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Cobweb. Cobweb. Not to be confused with Copweb, the TV show. He's a spider cop. I heard it again. No more nightmares tonight. Okay, champ? Daddy! This is getting ridiculous. This is an old house. There's bound to be bumps in the night. <laughs> Cop web, the web of intrigue. And also, <laughs> he's a spider. Oh, terrifying. There's a cop who's cut up in the in the in the in the in the in the, in the backstabbing intrigue of the of, of civic justice. And also he has eight legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Um there were a lot of things that could have been watched this weekend. TMNT Yeah, uh, Last Voice of the Demeter, we of- almost did. We Until almost did. We realized this was on streaming. Yeah, and like I do still want to watch. Uh, yeah, I'm still going to go see Demeter. Um, I saw uh, Turtles. We may end up covering Turtles. I don't know yet. Yeah, I would cover the other one too because it's fucking. I didn't even realize it's the autopsy of Jean Doe director. Yes, yeah. And I like that movie. Um, it's not getting great reviews, but Cobweb was a movie that the reason I was personally wanted to do Cobweb. One, it's on streaming, so everybody can watch it right now. Go ahead and watch it. Two, this came out the weekend of Barbie Heimer, uh, and it was a limited release. And so that's all to say that this was on the movies that deserved more hype, I believe. I think, yeah, or it was. was. It? It, well, I we think definitely, it might have been a regular trailer. We definitely covered the trailer on Hypecast. Yeah. I'm not sure which section it was in. <laughs> Listen, folks, we've done a lot of Hypecasts. Um, I actually don't they think blend it was together. in more hype because I think the movie got plenty of views like as a trailer and it's like a it major, seems like, it, like it's, it's, a it's a it's a point gray production which is I'm pretty sure that's Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's production company yeah and, but like point is, is that this movie kind of came and went and then it just limped onto streaming and I want people to watch it um, I think it's going to really um, get lost in the crowd especially th- since it's kind of similar to some horror movies lately uh, but this is all to say that the, the, the reason uh, I personally wanted to watch it and cover it is it's directed by Samuel Bowden, who is the uh, creator and director of Marianne, the Netflix show that I, you know, we've gone about on about a few times yeah. of being like a uniquely well-made horror show. And I do think this director has like is like low key one of the better horror directors right now. I think um, so. No I think really, so. Yeah, no one really talks about them. 
um, they don't get that Mike Flanagan attention. You know what I mean? They haven't they haven't blown up yet. It feels like they don't get the Flanagasps. Yeah, this also has Anthony Starr and um, Anthony 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 Starr. Sorry, and Lizzie Chaplin. Lizzie Chaplin. Kaplan. Kaplan. Kaplan, Annie Wilkes, uh, and Home Annie Wilkes. Yeah, she was she was actually great as Annie Wilkes in the Castle yeah. Rock TV show. It's interesting to watch her career, especially because she sort of started out as like a comedic actress, right? Like you know, um, yes. And it's very clear that she can be she can be scary. a lot more. Yeah, and she's great in Castle Rock as Annie Wilkes, yeah. and she's really good in this. Like, I think she's Ant- really good. I think Anthony Starr is is going to get a lot of the attention because he's Homelander and he's kind of like the louder casting choice. But like her performance in this movie is really fucking good. Yeah, it's stunt casting. Both I felt both of them are yes, both of them are. Yeah, especially him because. He plays a scary father. And what is a scary father if not a scary superhero? It's you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, how it's a like scary person that has absolute power over you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, Me too. I it's, think it's a really good movie. It's basically Barbarian. <laughs> That's what I was going <laughs> to say. It's, it's a lot of things. It's Barbarian. It's also Boogeyman a little bit. Um, and it's also, I think. A little think, bit, yeah. I think it's malignant in that it could have had that kind of hype if it came out in the right time. You know what I mean? Um, because it goes a little batshit. Um, not it does, but it's completely. also like it's also like right because it's not totally literal. Like what you yes. just what you just hit on, where you said, "Oh, oh fuck!" What some of you just said. It wasn't when when I said malignant. barbarian. No, not malignant. The one before that, boogeyman. The boogeyman. Boogeyman. Yes. So this movie is a little bit about a family that has lost a child, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the paranoia and overprotectiveness and basically what a loss like that, what a tragedy like that can do to a family uh, in, in the subtext. But in the literal sense, it is about them locking a monster in the walls. Yes. I, um, yeah, spoilers. It also has the malignant vibe where you think it might be supernatural and then it's not. It really. super isn't, yeah. <laughs> it's technically just a monster movie. Yep. Just a monster movie. But, um, and here's what I'll say I like Barbarian. Boogeyman was fine. I loved uh, Barbarian. Malignant yeah. was fine. Yeah, nothing against those movies. Loved the re- Malignant. The- I, I, I thought, I thought um, Boogeyman was pretty good. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, lo- yeah. I loved Barbarian and Malignant. Yeah, and so it's like I can't really compare the films, but what I'll say, I, I guess to compare this to Boogeyman because it's kind of a similar monster, kind of scary, similar goes bump in the night. To me, this is just feels like this is the version I like more because this this adds again. I I I would I would compare it to Barbarian because that's a movie with a lot of layers where you're like you think it's about this, but it's also about this. This is what this movie kind of is, right? Where it's got a lot going on in 90 minutes more than you think well and it's specifically um, the iceberg thing where it's like you think you see all of it and then beneath the surface yes. like literally beneath the surface is a whole other story so the plot for people who haven't watched it and again if you like horror movies you should go fucking watch this one yeah watch blast. cobweb it rules yeah it's really, it's really well it's, made. it's really good it's really well very extremely well directed yes extremely well directed it's a gothic tale it's loosely based off the telltale heart um and it is it is about it's from the perspective of a a boy which right away i was like why don't more more movies do that i want to press pause real quick because i i know that i know they throw that around and i guess it's just for to get ahead of any criticism and stuff like that 
But like right. this movie is about as loosely based on the Telltale Heart as Avengers Endgame is. Yes, yes. Like it, this movie has I, fucking nothing to do with the Telltale Heart. It almost feels like a misdirect. Because this yeah. movie is all about a misdirect. If you watch the trailer, you instantly are like, oh, the parents killed someone and it's the ghost. Um, and that, Well, they and did kill someone. The yeah. Or rather, she well, it, well, probably the probably the, the sister did. I was right? about to say, they didn't kill someone. I think that's, that's the twist, is the reason they cast these people uh, who are terrifying, and they show it from a child's point of view, which, again, I think more movies should be told, like horror movies from the child's point of view, because it's just scarier because you know less as a child. So they use that here, which is right, that... Right, being a child is all about information being withheld from you. I mean, exactly. that's not what it's all about, but that's a big part of being a kid is that your parents don't tell you a lot. Yeah, so it's this little boy, and he's hearing taps on the wall. Another thing about this movie is that apparently the script was very... It was like a blacklist script, and I've seen excerpts from it, and it's a very creative script as well. Um, and so it's this little boy, and he's hearing taps on the wall, and this little girl starts speaking to him um, through the wall. And, you know, the implication is she's some sort of ghost, because the parents tell him right away there was a little girl who was trick-or-treating, and she disappeared, and now they won't let him trick-or-treat. And you can tell the parents are off. I mean, it's fucking Lizzie Kaplan, it's Lizzie Kaplan and, and Anthony, Anthony Starr Star being maximum creep. Exactly. So, again, this is the trailer. Right, yeah, that, and that's the, that's the stunt casting. They're both people, they're both actors who have played this type of character, like this menacing character that's withholding a secret. Yeah, so it's menacing, leaning into but that. also... That like trying to be friendly when he tells like a dad joke and and it's just like oh god you're chilling right like, it's it's Homelander telling a dad joke you're like do I laugh or you're gonna kill me yeah exactly <laughs> like- <laughs> and so this kid it's it's like a ghost gothic movie where the kid you feel like the kid's trapped right it, it adds to the horror of this kid like in this yeah. situation and he's going to school and he's getting bullied. Um, and he and he talks to the little girl in the wall who tells him to stand up to the bully. Um, and the bully, by the way, is Gary Busey's son. Uh, that is, it, is Gary, it Busey's, Gary Busey's, son. Busey's son. Yep, Gary Busey's son. Boy, that's a I, little kid. Luke Busey. Yep. So what? But what it, she actually tells I looked him, at him. I looked at him and I was like, "That's got to be a Busey, right?" Oh, he's a hell of a Busey. He's a hell of a Busey. He's a hell of a Busey. That 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 bit of what she tells him is like. You have to make them scared of you. Yes. Which was interesting. <laughs> I was like thinking about that in context of it, like still being a ghost story at this point. I was thinking of like, is that good advice to give to a kid? That's like some right. Ender's Game advice. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's because you don't want your kid to get bullied. But at the same time, it's like, you got to fucking end any conflict that comes up. It's like, well, that feels right. like. So it's like, it's like the first indication you get that the voice is steering him astray. Yes. And like anybody who's watched enough horror movies probably have suspicions about what's going to happen or how this is going to play out. You know well, what sure, I mean? You're Where always suspicious like, of a mysterious voice, but it, it usually is one of two things. It's either a ghost trying to get you to solve their murder or it's a fucking demon whispering right. in your ear getting you to do shit and it, this is more the second thing i yeah so. i was getting also like the pan lap pan's labyrinth vibes of it all where it's the idea of like she's not good but she's gonna save the kid you know what i mean um where i knew it was gonna go in dark places obviously but it was like she's what not level she's not of good like, but she's not like 
Like Man. I expected it to be like maybe a ghost that comes out and kills the parents in the end, or like you know, oh, the ghost for sure. was clearly no, going to be brutal. The uh, one of the coolest things this movie does is have the little boy actually kill his parents. Yeah, he kills his he fucking parents. He murders his parents. And this is the stuff where it's like, it does feel like a gothic tale yeah, with it's, these it's elements. Yeah, it's extremely gothic. The poisoning yeah. of the parents. Somebody it, in the walls. Somebody in the walls. That's a classic yeah. gothic thing. Yeah. So basically, he starts getting homeschooled, and he gets grounded by the parents. And here's the first, like, you know something's up, but then they the movie very quickly, because I feel like this happens in the first half hour, is like okay, yeah, they're bad because they ground they, him right. by putting him in the basement. This is within the first twenty-five the minutes. You're right. Yeah. yeah, they they reveal that it's not just the basement. They reveal that the basement is hidden. Like Anthony Starr has yes. to move a refrigerator to yep. open the the basement. So it's like you're, the first big red flag. Well, like they've all they they've both been like simmeringly weird. And this is the first yeah. like real red flag moment. Oh, okay, these people are insane. They have a hidden yeah. basement behind the refrigerator. <laughs> There's the teacher who's concerned, and yeah. they're like they ice her out, and they're like clearly keeping her. You know, they're you know this. They also menace her basement. too. Yeah, they. Oh yeah, the hammer scene is the so hammer. Good. My God, that scene where she goes in the house, and I was I was like, man, she's not safe. Mm-mm. Um. And, and they do so good with this idea. Like, there's chains in the basement. So you think, okay, okay, putting it together. They killed this little girl on Halloween. Um, they at least kidnapped her. And they kept her for a while in the basement. And they killed her. Yeah. And she's haunting. Um, and the little, and the voice eventually tells the kid to go dig up the garden. He finds a skull. And so the ki- girl basically is, like, convincing him, like, you need to kill your fucking parents um, because they're going to kill but they you. But n- they never show us her telling him that no they just they just show us her telling him you're gonna be next like this is this is what they did to me yep once they get tired of me which they're about to do they're about to get tired of me and of course she knows this because she knows they're gonna get tired of her because she's talking to him to get him to do stuff for her but she's like they're gonna get tired of me so they're gonna kill me and then you're gonna take my place this is gonna happen so he yeah they don't show the movie doesn't show her telling him to kill his parents, so it plays out as a You'd, as a really uh, creepy, uh, sinister reveal when you realize do, he's poisoned them both. Yeah, they do this early rat poison thing where he they he hears the noises and they're like, "Oh, it must be rats." They go out to the shed. They take the rat poison. He smells it and he's like, "It smells like cinnamon." And he's like, and they they keep going and he and he says. He actually says that it's a good misdirect because then they poison the rats and he's like feels bad. And he goes, listen, sometimes you have to make tough decisions to protect your family. Yep. And that's what you think is the important part of that sequence. Um, because you feel you get this feeling that it's the dad because the mom, like when she realizes that he's talking to the girl in the wall, she's terrified she's terrified and she's like and wait she goes, till your wait dad till you gets f- home and she yeah. she's like gasping it out yeah yeah but it's and really so the, they're terrified of of what's in the walls exactly you realize these little things like when they put him in the basement they're not good parents for the record but no they they're maniacs the basement, they're maniacs the basement is also far from the attic uh far from where like you realize so i guess what we're talking about is the fact that I don't think they killed anybody. What pr- I'm pretty sure happened is they had this little, this, this, this kid, his sister, she was some sort of monster. 
uh, they locked her away, which you know, not cool. They, they she has like the treehouse like, of horror to her. She has like salamander face. Like yeah. she's she's got some sort of physical deformity, so she looks weird. So they locked her yeah. in the basement, and she got even weirder because of that. Um, and she killed the trick or treater, and that's why they're like. There's she a part where says, there's a trick or treater at the door, and she's like, "Go away!" Yeah, and you realize like yeah. it's because they're scared. Like that's what you realize is the parents. They're not good parents again, but I think like the whole thing is that they're doing everything out of fear. Yes. They're, it's all yeah. fear motivated out of the terror of this thing that's in their walls. That's um, why it's stunt casting. What she, what the, the sister, which the monster in the walls is his sister. Um, what she says is, um, she says that the parents killed the little girl because the little girl saw her when they went trick or treating. Yeah. But like but, when you watch the whole movie and take it all in context, it seems pretty clear that she probably killed her. Well, when yeah, later when the bullies show up and they yell trick or treat, she says, I think her name is Sarah the monster, says, "Ooh, just like like she says something like just like the girl and runs off, like implying that this is exactly how it happened last time." Um, and so, yeah, it's pretty, I'm pretty certain that they, that they covered up the death as opposed to kill the Yeah, girl. that seems likely. Um, one thing I really like about this director, and you mentioned Boogeyman. Yeah. Um, I like how you never see the monster. No, not really. It's all abstract. You see her face in a little, in, a, in the dark, and it's like creepy. And the, 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 most, the most you see is her really, really long hair that's all gray and dusty and has spiders and has in it. Spiders, and that's such and a good visual. And that's, it's, it, like, it's like the shark's fin and jaws. Like, you only see the monster in abstract in this movie, and the most you see of her is her hair. Yeah, or in the background, like a spider on the wall. Yeah, she's, um, yes, she, has, she said, I've spent, they, they threw her in a pit. There's a literal pit, like a Silence of the Lambs pit in the basement yeah. that they threw her in. So she spent all that time learning how to shamble up the walls. So she climbs walls and vents and ceilings like a fucking alien. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's really scary. Yeah. It's really fucking freaky. Yeah. Um, and they, and they don't, the, the, the thing is, they don't linger on it. They don't do the thing that a lot of like possession movies do where they linger on like the contortionist aspect of it. They just show you quick glimpses of it. So your mind can't even really register what it is you saw, but you know, because it's, it's, it's clearly a contortionist. Um, yeah. so it, like, you know, it's like wrong. Like it's not correct human anatomy or like, so you just get this flash of something that's off. Um, there's an and early it's very comparison. very effective yeah it's in the name cobweb spiders in her hair the spider that he sees in the classroom she's like a spider right like that's the whole thing well, there's the, a part with her shadow and it looks like a spider's shadow as it's like they do the repeated spider motif yeah she is yeah. we are supposed we are meant to think of a spider uh, yeah, when we when sure. we look at her um and the title actually is i was thinking a lot about that like well a cobweb yeah. builds up when you don't clean for a while right like it builds up dust and, and, and such inattentiveness uh, over a long time so it really is like a cobweb is the sum total of of um keeping a secret basically keeping yeah, something hidden right. so that's what i think that's where the title comes from that is good yeah but yeah um yeah they never they never show her telling him to poison his family no it so it's like a, a it's point. a genuine like it's a reveal when it happens. Yeah, it gets to this it's point such a good where scene. like you you know something's going to break. Like um what happens is um he calls the teacher to ask uh for help. Um 
Well, he first he has a dream about his parents, which is very fucking this director all the way. Um, I love, by the way, I love how this director handles jump scares because there are some jump scares in this, but it's mostly, uh, he's so good at just being fucking creepy. Um, And we we reviewed a movie that actually, our We Just Watched for It will come out later, uh, Quaidon. I saw some similar. Yeah, yeah. I saw some similar sound design in this, especially in the dream, um, because like he has this dream, and you know it's a dream because if you notice when he wakes up and it's this overhead shot, the rug is spinning. Yeah, it's rotating. Yeah, yeah it's really it's in- rotating slowly. They do some interesting things like that in this film. Yeah, and then he's in his he he the door opens, um, and he's looking down the hallway, and then there's some like the mom crosses in the hallway. They don't do it like a jump scare. They just do it like very creepily. And then he hears this like clicking, these cranking sounds. And it does this slow pan to his dad in the corner of the room smiling. And he's just blinking a bunch. And the cranking is his blinking. Yeah. It's like shit like that where it's like you could. And then there's like this weird stomping. And then it pans back to the mom in the hallway. And it's stuff where it's like you could have jump scared these things. But he knew to kind of like just like slowly show like reveal these very creepy images yeah um and i really like how he does everything like i i just love how he uses the camera and how he uses sound to like make these very haunting images um that aren't it feels jump scary they're just like it's like it's a lot of that i wonder if this director because uh autopsy of jane doe gave me the same thought yeah. I wonder if this director grew up on like scary point and click adventure games. Huh? Because like that's a lot of it. A lot of a point yeah. and click adventure game, the horror of it, it comes from keeping you forced in a certain perspective while things are unfolding. And yeah, he for does sure. that a lot. Yeah. Like rather um, rather than doing jump scares, he'll do that. Yeah, and he'll well he'll also do what I call like versions of jump scares that are right, where the like, mom running down the hallway but the lights go out so you can hear her footsteps and then it sounds like she's going last... all around like she's going up the yep. walls and on the ceiling yep that that was really cool um and then she of course like, leaps out of the darkness onto his bed but it's like it's it's like not just a jump scare because it's not just her leaping out of the darkness like she pins him down to the bed and it's like screaming it's like this extended scare yeah and it's all about, it feels like it's all about a little bit of simplicity and a little bit of timing. Later, actually right after this, they show um, when when the sister is saying, like, they're going to kill you. It's just him under the covers, just staring. Um, and then they do this shot snaking through the house. And then they show him on the steps. And you see their shadows projected on him. And then it does the cutaway and it's this very slow zoom in on them fighting with each other. And you don't even realize it's going to be a scare when she looks over and sees him. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, like that's a great, it's a great jump scare. Yeah. Where she just makes or, perfect um, eye contact with the camera. Yeah. Yeah. And then he has to run up. And that's when the dad is like, I know you're awake. Tomorrow we're going to go bury some stuff in the yard. And you're like, ah, this kid's so fucked. Um, there's also the part where she calls the teach he tells the teacher and says help and then he looks over and realizes the mom's in the fucking room. Um 
and that and then she like her performance calling the teacher back and yep. like trying to be friendly like oh he's got a little crush on you you should see him he's like a blushing bride right now and her face is furious yeah and so it's and like what she's saying is off like it's like yeah. calling him a blushing bride is weird it's weird and then she grabs him so she doesn't know what's best for you um and there's this whole implication like when he breaks the other kid's leg that they're like really fucking concerned well and they do a lot what you they, realize yeah go ahead they're well they're scared that there's evil in him right they're scared that he's like his sister that's what it all like again not good parents not justifying what they're doing but you realize everything they're doing is out of fear that he's evil too right because that's one of the or that she's talking to, to him, him. Yeah. Well, no, they at first they're just scared that the evil's in him. Like when he breaks the kid's leg and stuff, he says that's not Remember they're like that's not how we solve our problems. We don't use violence in this family. And they're really like like it's little hints that you're like right, the other sister murdered someone and they're terrified of her and they're terrified of him. And they're not handling it well ultimately. Yeah. And so they that's why like them locking him in the basement and stuff is like they clearly don't know how to handle him and they're terrified that he's just as and ultimately he kills them he does murder them yeah so they were kind of right yeah um and that's what yeah they bury the pumpkins and he says we're gonna bury the pumpkins and hope the next crop is better Mm -hmm. which you're like again you think they're talking about him like they're gonna kill him and try again but they're really talking about her right no i think in that in that scene the implication is that he's talking about her because yeah. that that's what she's no, told that's what, that's I mean, what she's told want... him at that point is that they are going right. to kill me very soon oh right 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 and so yes. and then he's telling him look this one bad pumpkin has corrupted the whole batch so he's talking about the girl talking to him yeah exactly yeah um and then yeah. we have the dinner scene oh and there's something this... i wanted to say about the stairs right oh, yeah. so like the stair sequence is where he realizes his parents are evil you know, they, they show, they do, a, it does a lot with shadows and this is a lot of cameo type shots, um, yeah. which is really cool. But um, he gets this realization while he's on the stairs. And then obviously he kills his mother later by kicking her down the stairs. And that's also how he dispatches the bully by kicking him down the stairs. Right. Um, so like the stairs obviously signify, I guess, his descent. The basement into as well, violent, yeah. yeah, into violence. Um it's just a motif yeah. that I noticed. That is kind of cool. Yeah, that, that is definitely a motif. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the pumpkins in general. Uh, so much pumpkin stuff. A lot of pumpkins. Which Whole I guess is a slow rot, like that idea as well. Um, but they, th- so they sit down for dinner and they do this like Dutch in where they like twist the camera in one direction. And I really like the visuals of this sequence because it's very simple um, where they twist in and it's wide and then they cut to each of them eating and you it's one of those where it's like you can kind of know what's happening without hearing what they're saying and it pushes in slowly on the wife at first no the husband says like this is good but it's different did you do something different to the soup and it's like a slow conversation and it pushes on her and she's like tasting it and she's like yeah it is, it is different and then and then it pushes in on the father and he's like it's 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 tastes like it's like cinnamon <laughs> and then uh, us the yep. audience are like oh, oh shit. no and it yeah. cuts to the boy and you realize he hasn't eaten any of his soup and then it 
and then it twists back well, out. A, 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 shot, a shot before that, like uh, a Homelander admonishes him for playing with his food because he's just sitting yeah. there scooping the soup. He's not eating it. So they've already drawn it, drawn our attention to the fact that he's not eating, but we don't notice the significance of it yet. It's a it's, real a good, lot like, of this movie is like burn. that, yeah. where it, it tells you a thing, but you don't understand it right away. Yeah, and then he goes to the kid, and he's like, what did you do? And then, oh yeah, he also hears the thumping, and it cuts to the shed door, and it's open, because the shed door thumping has been a thing throughout as well. Um, well which the, the, seems the whole, to implicate... The, thump, the thumping in general. Yeah, but the shed door specifically, if you think about it, it starts thumping while shut, and now it's open, as in he the monster's out. And the monster is in him in this moment, right? Well, the, like, the monster has infected him. Yeah. What they were worried. Um, what they were worried about, like, that's, and that's the thumping because it was her knocking on the wall to get his attention to talk to him in the middle of the night. So it's yeah. it's it's their their fears coming true. Is that their monster daughter has uh, 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 bent their son's ear into poisoning the fuck out of them with rat poison, yeah. and then the the it dutches out of the the wide as he's vomiting, and he and the thing that this movie does that you don't really expect is yeah he dies. He's and dead. You, you, yeah. you look down, you're like, shit, it's not even the third act. Oh, fuck. Like, it's right, that it's like 45 minutes in when Homelander yeah. dies. And then um, the mom dies pretty quickly soon after, but there's a great fucking shot. You mentioned the shadows, which this is a really good... I thought this is shows the... The director's sensibility with jump scares is that he runs out of the kitchen and you see Homelander and he's collapsed and he's he's a terrifying. They do the thing where their corpses are fucking terrifying to look at because they vomited like black and they're in there. You can't fit them rat um, poison. Yeah. And he looks into the kitchen and sees the shadow of a knife being removed. And so it's just like shadow of a hand holding the knife. And then the camera quick and then it, it like whips out of the frame of the the door as the camera whip pans to the other side of the room where the mom comes running out. And it's, it's just really effective where again, it's not a jump scare. It's all within a shot. Um, but it manages to jump scare you because you're like, right. He's in the, the little boys in the hallway and you see the silhouette of Lizzie Kaplan pulling the knife out of the butcher's block. And then the camera yeah. whips over to him running towards the stairs and she comes around because it's, you know, it's all the, it's an yeah, open floor you, plan. So she comes around the corner Exactly, and you don't expect her to come out from that angle, yeah. and you're just like, fuck! And that's when, yeah, he kicks her, and the stairs, she accidentally stabs herself, and then if you didn't have already real, figured it out... you realize the knife is not for him. Yes, because what she says is, don't let her out. Don't let her out, yeah. And then she, as she's dying, she's staring at him the whole way up the stairs, and then that's when you realize, like, there's so much more movie, fuck, this is gonna be... This, this is gonna, gonna be, be something sad. different than what we thought, yeah. Yeah, so he lets sarah out and you just hear this breathing getting louder and then you see two reflective eyes and this like grin uh in the darkness and he runs and the voice starts changing because it's been a little girl voice all this time and the voice you realize she's not a little girl like she's probably no, she's like an adult in her woman 20s, she's in her she's 20s yeah. yeah uh and then that's when the bullies come back um, in their dumb little home invasion masks. <laughs> like, she like, murders these clowns. Yeah. So, like when they pulled you up in their what, van, yeah. I was like, you guys are in this movie for one reason, and that is to die. So bring on fodder. act three. 
<laughs> it also creates the situation where when the teacher shows up, you're like, fuck, man. Because you know how formidable she is now. Because basically there's the sequence. It's also when the movie's like, we can have fun, too. Because the movie's been really tense and scary. And then when she kills the bullies... It's still tense, but it's fun, you know? Right, because you don't running care around about her... them. She's just, yeah, like, s- annihilating these assholes that you don't like. Her hair is, like, you keep her seeing her hair, hair like, that's whip such, by. A, such a good visual. Like, it's it's the shark fin. It's the shark fin in Jaws. It like, is. you really mostly just see her hair getting dragged because across surfaces or disappearing around a corner, and it's full of cobwebs or and spiders and stuff. Or she's crawling on the ceiling, stuff. so it's hanging yes. off the yeah, ceiling. Yeah, so it's hanging, yeah. It's and a it really good down on people. It like blinds you to her face, you it's know? A, it's a really excellent abstract. It's a really excellent visual. And it's like corpse hair. It's so like it's it's got spiders and and it's sh- it's all dust like, and gray. It's this gray in it. Clumped, yeah. Yeah. Um and it's then ne- when you do see her face de- in a decade. She's got like this cartoonishly wide grin. I love this director does great with like the use of grinning and like way better than the movie smile where it like Marianne kind of dealt with this too of like a face contorting or being cartoonishly fucking scary. Um, and then there's just, yeah, fun, a hallway decapitation. Um, uh, they murder a child, you know, they sure uh, do in a terrifying and scene. Some teens. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all just getting fucking murdered and it's terrifying and they're screaming. Um, and that's when the teacher comes back to, uh, rescue him and sarah locks the boy away it's unclear if she's gonna kill him it seems like she she is she wants him to suffer the way she did because her idea is she's like i was in here you know neglected you had Um, the good life you had the golden life it's like a fairy tale monster too Yeah, yeah it's and so she's like and now you will be trapped away um it's it you're right it is it's very tit for tat in the way that fairy tales often are yeah and then the teacher comes and, you know, the teacher, basically, they, they play with the idea that there's this hole in the wall in his bedroom. So they use every part of that where she smashes that open while locking the door to get to him and get him out. But then that means Sarah, the monster, can circle back around and go in that way. So then they have to run out the other way um, and they get out of the house, but not before she grabs the son, uh, the boy, and puts him in, in the basement and then they they essentially just lock her in the basement in that cage. Yeah, they whoop her um, ass a little bit. And yeah, they whoop her ass her, a little kick bit. Kick her back into her little pit where he she uses started her out. hair to get out. And then at the end, I wrote down what she writes, what she says, because I love. It also feels like a great horror ending because she basically says, "Like you're with me always. It's in our blood." Again, that's that's the whole idea: is the parents were scared he's a murderer like her, and he turns out to be, and then. She, as they're walking up the stairs away from her, she says, every night when you lie in bed, you'll wonder if you locked the door or saw a shadow move. Every creak, every groan, every tap in the wall, you'll think of me. We're family, Peter. I will always be with you. Always. And the movie ends. And that's such a chilling fucking ending. Good ass ending, it's, man. Yeah. It's the idea of like, we defeated her, but kind you're of. fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even if she rots in there. You're fucked, man. You're fucked for life. Right. She's um, going to haunt you the rest of your life, regardless. Yeah, you are changed. Um, and it's sort of about, again, that that idea of, like, is he also a monster? Um, it's, it's such a good fucking uh, 
movie. And whether um, his his parents' response made him that way. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you can you, you can take it also as a less um literal like parents being like helicopter parents. Yeah. Because they're terrified of anything happening to him. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's a lot of layers to that, but I think the goal of the director was, I feel like, just to tell a really good gothic horror story. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, that it's, went it's, a little nuts at the end. It's definitely like Fall of the House of Usher more than Telltale yeah. Heart. I don't know why they said Telltale Heart. I don't know, man. I <laughs> the, guess knocking, the knocking, I guess, but it's like there's knocking in a lot of movies, guys. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, and it does feel like there is, like, I don't know, stuff like his wallpaper. Is his wallpaper hot air balloons or were they pumpkins? I couldn't it's tell. hot air balloons. But right. I mean, obviously, so, but obviously the, the visual, the spherical connection is there. Um, it's, it's freedom. There's a it's lot freedom. of that. Yeah, you're right. It is freedom. Yep. There's a lot of spherical connections. Things like the moon shining through um, him putting his, his flashlight his on the wall. His circular window, his circle window. Yeah, there's a lot of framing of framing the wall and the hole in is the a shots. circle. Yeah. Um, as this like ominous presence um, and it's yeah framed usually with this circular light on it and then yeah the pumpkins um, and the pumpkin patch outside like they don't really have a yard they make the house like all kind of fucked up because you can sort of tell like that's one of the first signs is like they're not taking good care of the house it's all everything's kind of rotting away mm-hmm. and it's like very clear that these two like it feels like he's in a haunted house um from the start it's an older house too yeah yeah but it, it just feels like generally like yeah there's a secret in this house these people are fucked in in some way right away you get that feeling and that like slow burn vibes are so good and then again from the perspective of a kid where i couldn't tell at first if they were doing that just because it's scarier or if the kid, you know, if the parents like, cause I knew they, they were definitely playing with the idea that the parents weren't what they seem. Um, yeah. And we had to figure out in what way. And I think it did a really good job. Like even being a person who sees a lot of horror movies, mm-hmm. I wasn't completely sure what was going to happen. You know, no, me either. Even though it turned out to be very similar to barbarian, it was still hard to predict. Yeah. Like even the rat poison, I knew I was like, when that happened, I was like, oh, that's going to come into play. And then enough happened that I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And then when they're eating soup and he says, it smells like cinnamon. I'm like, oh, of course. Well, and of like course. What, what you said, like in that scene, they do enough work where you think the takeaway is what he says to the kid, which is, yeah. which is definitely a, an important part of the scene. Don't get me wrong. Where he says you do any, some, you have to make tough decisions to protect your family. So yeah. it's just, we think at the time, it's just showcasing his willingness to do horrible violence in order to do what he thinks is protecting his family. And yeah. then, of course, later on in the film, we come to understand what that actually means, where he buried a little girl in the backyard and has yeah. their monster child in the walls. It's, yeah. it's it's So again, like what's interesting about this movie to me is on paper like i i once i realized that the script because my my one thought was like this is a very tight and good script but it i don't see how it would necessarily stand out and now knowing that the script was also just like really creatively written um makes a little bit of sense because i do see why this film kind of blends in and what i mean is that if you saw trailers for it or like you know if you're only half watching it or you're not like a stupid nerd about filmmaking 
it has a lot of the same elements, right? As like boogeyman or barbarian. Barbarian, yeah. And it even does the one, my one thing that I didn't like, frankly, is the ending credits music. So I was like, ah, all the movies are doing that right now. Old timey happy music. And it's like, that almost felt like a producer note where it was like, oh, you didn't need that. Um, but what I like about this movie is it didn't feel like it was trying to become a meme. Um, it didn't go too wacky or over the top. No, it really, it, it's not that over the top. It's not malignant. It, it's not, yeah. it's, and it's not barbarian. Barbarian is right. really over the top. And it's through yeah. that. And that's what I liked is it took itself sk- seriously. It was scary. And then when it's fun, which is the murder of those teens, it, it still doesn't treat that as like, we're having fun here. Uh, it, it's it's not trying to say too, too much. And it's just a really fucking tight and well done and well directed horror story. Yeah. Um, and then like just the script is very well put together where it's like there's a lot of Mr. X. Um, it's not like a huge twist. It's not again. It's not like reinventing anything. It's not like, you know, yeah. uh, something I've never seen before. It's no, just, it's just very same well with made. Like, yeah, like the the monster is like yeah we've seen a million monsters like this well, right? But they They're don't spidery. they don't actually show us her, which is so good, so great, it's so good, yeah, so great. Yeah, that's why like the Boogeyman, a movie that was fine, it, it I compare it to because that to me is the version where it's like that was fine, but that was doing all the that was like very paint by numbers in my opinion, and it also in a um, similar way really understood its monster. Yes, it did. That you, um, it, not to overexpose it, and we really only see the boogeyman once clearly, and it's not that clearly. And it's a similar thing with um, Sarah in this film, where you you never really see her. No, not really. Um, it's but just it's, it's impressions like, of her. It's the, again, yeah. I keep saying it. It's the abstract of her. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think this movie deserves just a lot more fucking recognition um it's just weird like i feel like if it came out in january it would have become become like a meme or something but it didn't it also didn't just get that much marketing it barely got marketed you know and um i don't know that's i don't know i think that's kind of a shame because this again this director is low-key one of the better directors uh horror directors we have right now um i guess they haven't done enough you know, yeah, I think um, I, got, I think I got confused earlier when we were talking about Autopsy of Jane Doe. This is not the director of Autopsy of Jane Doe. No, it's just it's a Marianne. similar a similar vibe to that movie. It's the director right. of Marianne. Yes, uh, I, and I think I think I may have said that earlier. I may have made that connection. And I apologize Maybe. if I did. Um, but yeah, no, it's not the same filmmaker. But it is the same sort of premise where it's a locked room horror premise, essentially, where it's just all of the scariness comes within this one location and it's just this house and yeah. man, is it well-directed. This is it's, Marianne is excellent. This is excellent. It's interesting because it, it feels weirdly subtle. And what I mean is that like this movie has, this is what I mean is like, if you're, if you're just like a casual horror watcher, you might not see much difference or you might notice like this movie scares you more, but you might not know why. Cause like Marianne and this movie, they they have the desaturated look, right? Yep. If you saw a frame of the movie, it would look like any other horror movie. Um, haunted House, Monster, um, you know, all that. Marianne has, like, a lot of the same vibes of, like, like a, lo- a little bit of Mike Flanagan where it's, like, a little bit of um, the vampire one. Fuck. Um, 
where it's like a well, beach town. Thing, thing, yeah, the uh, midnight mass. My point being, um, my point being that it's all the tropes are there. And so the question of like why did why was this stand out? It looks like like any frame of this looks like the same desaturated horror movie or anything else. There's just a quality to the cinematography and editing and the slowness that this director does such a good job at making you just dread every moment think, where it's like I don't want to be here. Like that's my feeling is like I don't want to be here right now. I don't want to be in this scene. There's there's a couple of things I want to point out to that end yeah. where I think this director understands it's an it's a little bit of a Kubrick building the the hotel for the shining sort of right. mentality. Where like in the scene where the repeated use of shadows, first of all, the silhouettes uh, is 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 creepy. It's unnerving, um, yep. and they do that a lot in this film. Um, but when the kid sneaks down the steps, for instance, to spy on his parents, to uh, when they're talking about him, um, the light sconces on the wall are too high. Yeah. Um, and, and there's the another in general. They're they're projected silhouettes is altered. It's that's not what reality looks like and, right and, and there's um, yeah there was another moment too that i've lost but um basically the idea is that like this director does put little subtle things into the scene to make the house feel uneasy like the yes. fact the fact that the light sconces are too high on the wall that's weird and it puts you into yeah. a weird frame of mind oh yeah i mean um, the, the when he can look straight down to the bathroom the bathroom's like weirdly elevated and looks like a little creepy like it's it's there's definitely that idea of just making you kind of generally scared of just looking in the dark mm -hmm. um this does a good job with there's also just the pacing of the scares themselves like i would love to deconstruct them versus like james wan who you know obviously very successful director he's a lot more like traditional with the jump scares and like like for the i watched by the way the new insidious which is fine um but those movies tend to do like and that's not james wan for the record no, that's, that's patrick um, wilson that's patrick wilson <laughs> um again that's that that movie was fine it was it was it, it, that's more like we're gonna just do the scary movie we're gonna do the standard scary movie where the jump scares are very jumpy right um uh and like to some extent you get numb to that even if they do still technically make you jump because it's a loud noise you still like know when it's happening whereas the way this person does it i don't i don't jump during this movie or marianne it doesn't make me just go Ugh! no like it doesn't just like prod it's your an nerves unease it's an unease and it's a severe one because there's still technically these jumpy moments, but they don't, they're more like, like stuff where it's like the, the noise won't be like just the music going, Bleh! like it'll be like a more of a creepier abrupt noise, but it won't be just like a hammer hitting a wall. Um, it also will be a slower burn scare. Like, like, slowly panning over to Anthony's star fucking um uh in the corner like you you can see he's there before you fully realize what you're seeing so it's not it's just this like more of a spine chillingness it's more of like there's imagery that this director does or moments that will always just sort of stay with me mike flanagan honestly i think is very good at this too even though he does a lot of jump scares he also understands those moments really well where you're just like an image that sticks with you. Um, 
that I think they do really like both of these directors do really well. No, I agree. Yeah, but it's not. It's just it's not that much different. It's like I'd I'd want to like sit and watch each one and like really dissect it because mm-hmm. it's more of like what the mood it gives me than me being able right, to articulate like, exactly what's happening. Like Flanagan does a similar thing that's not as. I feel like Flanagan goes for the drama more. Um, and of course that's a different, different comparison because he's making a series that has to go on for like 10 episodes or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then this movie is just trying to create the, the general sense of unease. So it does more with like the G ge- the geography of the house. Like I mentioned Stanley Kubrick earlier with, um, the shining, um, right. and just like weird things like that. And the shot choice, like they do a lot of top down shots in the house. Yep. Slow zooms go a long way too, and, and that's the, very the, Kubrick. Yeah, and the thing you you said about like um, like a rotating Dutch, basically, like yeah. it, it does a lot of things to keep you on edge yeah. in the house and keep the house feeling mysterious. And there's a lot of traditional horror stuff that you just know, like um, works. It, like I think, right? It's just eye I like, contact. I, I, I like, never underestimate eye contact, especially eye contact with the corpse like when like the the door slowly opens the slow creak the slow realization of like there's a corpse in there and it's looking directly at me like these moments where they feel like again gothic horror like an old story um it they go a long way with this stuff right the oppressive feeling of of horror um yeah and it's less about like lighting where I think Flanagan leans on lighting a lot. Definitely in Hill House he does. Um, there's still like huge dramatic connections to to all the ghosts that show up in Hill House, and I think Hill House is a masterpiece. Um, but this oh, film yeah. is more about creating an instant sense of unease, so it's more about playing with the geography. So like, it's like um, subtle stuff that plays with your brain. Like, yeah. like, I, like I mentioned, the, the sconces on the wall being too high. Like, there's a lot of stuff like that. And the shot selection is primarily the way that he, the director, sort of exercises that muscle in this film. Yeah. Is putting you on edge with an odd shot choice. That yeah, just, or odd noises. Yeah. The unnerving noises. Yeah. Like in his dream. Or like when Sarah's pounding around, you can I like was watching this with headphones and I saw it in theaters as well, where it's like the sound is going all around you. It really in is weird yeah. ways. It's disorienting, yeah. 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 Um he just uses every part of like the horror movie. Um and he uses it so well that yeah, I well, need to so I, much I might watch what, rewatch Marianne today. I might there's so much of what makes really, really good horror um, yeah. is what's not seen. Even though plenty of what makes great horror is what is seen. Um, I'm not discounting that. But like, there's a whole toolkit you get to play with um, when you're trying to not show a lot or with budgetary constraints or just because that's the vibe you're going for. Um, yeah, and this film is really good at it. I still remember the scene in the book It when he's in the where he's the lights he can hear the drowned kids walking towards him. Oh, when he's in the the the, the cistern, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sticks with me more than anything else in that because it's all about sound and the slow approach. It reminds me of things like um, scary stories to tell in the dark. What's the the big toe one? Yeah, the I big believe. toe. Yep. 
where it's like again you just hear it getting closer these are all very classic ideas that scare us um and there this director is just utilizing that in a very in a very good way like just very fucking skilled um and and i don't know it's just like maybe this movie isn't as hype as the other movies it's just way better crafted in my opinion and again that's nothing against those movies um those movies are delight you know um a lot we have had a lot of good horror lately i just love how traditionally this person can craft such a creepy to the point that i was a little disappointed that it was a monster movie because honestly i think this director is way better with the supernatural because they have that sensibility more mm-hmm. where it's like they can really tell a fucking ghost right, just like things that are just strange like in, in, a, yeah. in a in a quick thing that your brain encodes in a quick image like stuff yeah. like that is is what i feel is is where like ghosts play yeah and gothic horror in general is always really fun for that yeah and there's a lot of fun things you can do with it mm-hmm. the others comes to mind i really yeah. like the others although the others i think it's pretty good honestly yeah i really <laughs> the, like the, the twist idea is, of that the twist is obvious but that doesn't detract from the film it's still a really interesting way to make that story it's from the ghost's point of view yeah and sometimes things work where it's like fogginess a mansion darkness like these very simple um traditional spooky things it's like they're spooky for a reason like this house in this movie is very spooky in a traditional way the pumpkin patch outside like it's it's like yeah i mean it's fucking works you know um Halloween. This takes place around Halloween. It doesn't need to. Not really. Um, yeah, it's just for spookiness. Yeah, and so I think it's, it's there's part a, there's of the there's a reason of it all too. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say there's a reason in gothic horror movies where they all drive like old timey Bentleys and not like really cool Ferraris. So you right. can't. There's there's no such thing as a haunted Ferrari. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I do like movies that are make me scared of broad daylight Mm -hmm. and there are movies that do that but this movie that's what i mean is like this is a yeah this is a haunted house yeah this movie is a haunted house story and it's just we've seen a million versions of it this is just a really fucking good version that's what it comes down to to me is like this is a really fucking well put together version of a lot of classic tropes yeah 100 percent. it's it's a this is a very good movie I really enjoy it. Yeah. I, I hope more people watch it. Same. Um, it, it doesn't have the best reviews. And again, I don't, I don't, I think I like Marianne more because I think I like that subject matter better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just so fucking pumped for this director and what they're going to do next. And I hope yeah. they churn out more horror movies. This is a very well directed film. Yeah. Cobweb. 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 I'm done, Dave. Yeah, I'm done too. I'm hungry. Yeah, same. Let's be done. Spiders. Let's be done. Eat some spiders. Eat some hair. Yeah. Eat some Folks, hair and cobwebs. For... Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna eat all the hair, guys. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Gamefully Unemployed. G A M E F U L L Y Unemployed. Uh, for five dollars a month, you get access to exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's a Maniac, Star Trek: The Next Futurama, Spiel Boys. Uh, we also watch movies every Friday night with our patrons as well. Uh, we have a whole Discord com- community. Check it out. Why don't ya? We also have a store. Head over to GameFanEmployed.com. We can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your cobwebbed peepers onto that. Yeah, your webby peeps. Your webby peeps. Yeah. 
And don't have kids. No, definitely not. One of them might turn into a weird spider monster that kills just the entire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That is possible. What do you think she was going to do? What was her plan after this? I don't know. You think know. she was just going to go to the city and get a, like, get a I job? I like, wear or... a hat. Yeah. <laughs> she just, like, or I like the idea of the teacher showing up and her, just her there, like, I've always lived here. I don't know what you're talking about. Get off my property, please. Just that girl yeah. opening credits with this monster. I wa- yeah. I, I wish her best. I wish her the best. Yeah, I, I hope, hope she gets I hope out. things works out for her. 